Hello and welcome to Living Life. Uh, one of the funny blessings I get to share as a married man is about uh, how I met my wife. You know, uh, people ask, "How did you get such an amazing, beautiful, wonderful woman to marry you?" Uh, and I would joke, you know, it was, it was my charm. And you know, they would say, "Yeah, right," because my friends know me. They know I'm not the most charming individual, and I'm full of flaws. But um, you know, some, even even today, I'm still amazed at how my wife ended up choosing me, uh, ended up choosing to marry me, choosing to fall in love with me, and. You know, it's interesting because I, I emphasize the word choose. Is she had a choice? She wasn't forced to fall in love with me, but you know, just how God wired us together. I guess we were just able to communicate well, um, but we also chose to serve one another, and I think that was something that maybe wooed her a little bit—the choosing to serve, choosing to love, choosing to die to serve her. Uh, these are all things that continue on from dating into marriage forever and into. Uh, until the end, but one of the amazing things is, love is a choice. You cannot force someone to love, and we'll see a little bit of that in God's heart today. So let's dig into today's living life. Jeremiah chapter nine verses ten through sixteen. I will weep and wail for the mountains, and take up a lament concerning the wilderness grasslands. They are desolate and untraveled, and the lowing of cattle is not heard. The birds have all fled, and the animals are gone. I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins, a haunt of jackals, and I will lay waste the towns of Judah, so no one can live there. Who is wise enough to understand this? Who has been instructed by the Lord and can explain it? Why has the land been ruined and laid waste like a desert that no one can cross? The Lord said, "It is because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them. They have not obeyed me or followed my law. Instead, they have followed the stubbornness of their hearts. They have followed the Baals as their ancestors taught them. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says: See." I will make this people eat bitter food and drink poisoned water. I will scatter them among nations that neither they nor their ancestors have known, and I will pursue them with the sword until I have made an end of them. Welcome back to Living Life.、Uh, I know after that amazing introduction, you're probably kind of a little curious about my wife and how we met and how we married. But I'm going to share a little bit about that towards the end. But initially, as we dig into today's passage, we look at this very beginning question: Is、uh, God asks, "Is anyone wise enough to understand why He is angry? Is anyone wise enough?" And we see an interesting interplay here between the word "wise" and what God means by it, because the people think they are wise in their own eyes. In Jeremiah chapter four twenty-two, this is about five chapters past in the past.、Uh, God says this about His people through Jeremiah. He says. For my people are foolish; they know me not. They are stupid children; they have no understanding. They are wise in doing evil, but how to do good they know not. In other words, they're wise in not following God, 
And this is a little bit of this interplay that Jeremiah keeps getting at, is what is wisdom in God's eyes? Because, you know, if we just look at that previous passage, there people are wise in not following Him. They're wise in creating all the different excuses to not follow Him. Maybe they're too busy. Maybe uh, just they had a long day at work. Or maybe all, there's all these different excuses that the people at that time made up. And I think in some ways we still do that today. We find different excuses to push away God until another time. We say, oh God, no, 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 maybe another, another time. And there's a challenge in it because there's an idea about faithfulness. Faithfulness and obedience. Exodus 19.5 says, If you will indeed obey, God says, You shall be my treasured possession. You will be my people. Um, and, you know, later in the passage in Exodus, people, the people, when they hear the stipulation, they agree and they say, yes, we will obey. But we see throughout the history of Israel that they disobeyed. And I think we see that in our own life today, whether uh, it's clearly visible or maybe less clearly visible, that we oftentimes choose not to follow God, not to obey God. And I think this is one of the most beautiful and one of the most challenging things about love, that you cannot force love. People in this time, you know, the passage says that they have stubbornly followed their own heart and they have gone after Baals. Baal is a reference to a, uh, a, a idol of the time, a local god of the time. And he was believed to be a, a supreme god who, who was a god of fertility and the god who would bring like rain, would bring crops, would bring uh, pregnancy and, and all of that. And people followed Baals. And the challenging thing, I think, is when God created His people, He created them in love. And because He created them in love, He gave them choice. And you know, I, I talked with a friend lately and he says, I wish God never gave me choice to obey or to disobey, because then it would make following God so much easier. And then I told him in response, if God made you like that, if God made me like that, we would not be able to love because we would be robots. We would just respond to commands. But God in both His wisdom and also sometimes we think, why God, why would you do that? He created us with the option to choose. And we see from the very beginning in Adam and Eve in Genesis that when they were confronted with the choice of eating from that fruit, they chose to disobey God. And it's not just them. We see it throughout the whole history of the world, but we see it in our own lives that we choose oftentimes to not follow God. We make that willing choice. Romans talks about it. It says, For although the people knew God, they did not honor His God or give thanks to Him, and they became futile in their thinking. Their hearts were darkened, and claiming to be wise, they became fools. And here is the most challenging thing. In Romans chapter 1, 24, Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity. God let them choose to walk away from Him, and it broke His heart to do it. I began today's living life talking about my relationship with my wife. Uh, I could not force my wife to love me, but I would have to uh, interact with in her way where she could trust I would have to show her my willingness to, to sacrifice to be with her. 
I would have to show her not just all the good things, but even in times where we fight, that I would lay down my right and to surrender and say, Honey, I'm sorry, or um, I'm sorry, you know, because I have to sacrifice for her to help her to understand that I love her. Love is not just when everything is good. Love is even when times are bad, do we make that choice to continue to love? God gave every generation, every people, every person, you, me included, the option to choose to love God, to follow Him, or to turn away from Him. And when we don't follow Him, it's not just that we're not following God, it's also that we're breaking His heart because He loves us so. Let's spend some time in reflection right now. I love going to weddings because in the wedding, uh, at least in a Christian wedding, there is a vow, you know, for better or for worse, until death do us part. We make these finalized statements and we say, not just before people, not just before the government, not just before the presider, but we make that commitment before God. We say, we say to God, God, until death do us part, we choose to lay down our life to serve one another in good times and especially in bad times when the things get tough. God made that vow with His people. He says, I choose to love you. I will be like a husband to you. I will be like a bridegroom to the church, to the bride. And He lays down His life. He truly does. God sends His Son, Jesus, to lay down His life for His people, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is the promise of God. So today, wherever you are at, as you walk out today, remember that God loves you and He gives you the choice to choose to follow after Him and to please His heart or to turn away from Him and to break His heart. Let's pray. Father God, we thank You for Your Word today. We thank You for uh, the prophet Jeremiah who revealed so much of Your heart for us. Father, would You help us to walk and to repent from our own ways and to turn and to follow You because you love us with a love that never fails. You love us with a steadfast love that is true. So Lord, we thank you for your word today. Help us to walk in your steps, in your footsteps, and to walk alongside you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, and stepping in closer,